Hello guys, and welcome into the first episode of the Red Half of Sheffield. My name is Chad Jarvis. I am a Blades fan living in the United States of America. I have been a Blades fan for about three and a half years now, and I got the bright idea to start a podcast, so let's see what we got. I'm going to start with my thoughts on... What was a very, very successful season last year. Um, we were tabbed by a lot of the top pundits to go down and in based on what we spent for last season. And we weren't supposed to make it off the bottom of the table. And to the chagrin of most people, we absolutely surprised everyone by having a run that even in the middle of the season we were flirting with European places. Um, It tailed off towards the end, obviously, with um, the restart. But nonetheless, it was a great performance from a a very cheap, if you like, Sheffield United side. A side that we didn't spend a lot of money. Our biggest signing was Sanderberger, and he came in in January. We didn't even have him for the whole of the season. We made it work with players from League One and the Championship and a couple from the, that had Prem's experience, but we, we made it the best we possibly could with the budget we were on. And you have to c- commend our manager, Chris Wilder. He is just a different type of manager. He will go to games and sit in the stands and watch teams in the championship play, watch teams in League One play. He will go and scout these players and then go back to the board and say, hey, I found this guy at such and such team or this such and such team, and he's a midfielder, he's a defender, he's a striker. Who took? Who thought he would take a flyer on a guy named by the name of Lise Mousset? No one had ever heard of him, a French undiscovered talent. He bagged us six goals last year. To me, he he was a great signing last year. Uh, Fringe player Sander Berger playing in Norway. No one had ever heard of him. Brings him in. He didn't get off to a flying start. But nonetheless, he when we came back from the restart, he was absolutely playing out of his mind. Scoring goals, assisting, doing everything you want from a big Norwegian geezer in midfield. And I I just have to commend Chris Wilder and the whole Sheffield United team, backroom staff, everyone. It they just absolutely killed it this year. They they shocked everybody and, and I look forward to what is gonna come in the future. And that leads me into my player of the year, which obviously was the team's player of the year last year, was Chris Basham. I mean, you, you can't you can't give it to anyone else. I mean, you could give it to Hendo, but he was he was a lone player. Chris Basham is one of our own players. He has come up through the ranks with this side since League One. And if you just go on YouTube and look up Chris Basham highlights, you will see absolute brick in defending, last chance defending. He's got to get back and make a last gas ta- tackle in hope not to to bring a red card on or get himself a yellow card. He is a defender for this team. He he wears the badge proudly, and he does everything in his power to 
make sure we don't concede any goals. Moving on into what has been a short preseason. I mean, it, it hasn't been much of a preseason. We've just finished up the end of July, and here it is, the middle of, or the beginning of September, and we're getting ready to go. Saturday is going to be our first competitive league game uh, against Wolves. And it is, it's coming thick and fast. This is going to be a condensed season. We're going to have a lot of games coming thick and fast. We're going to be playing, there will be times where we're playing Saturday, Wednesday, like we're used to when we were playing in the championship in League One, where you're playing every other, you're playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. So it, it's tough. And, and I've watched all of our preseason matches and we have looked good. We have looked really, really good, and, and which was a surprise to me because I didn't think a team that had given everything over the whole of the season would be able to come out flying in preseason. We we've we have really looked good. Uh, we've had good results. We we had a hundred percent record in preseason in our last game against Preston. We ended up drawing two two, but. Um, the the side has just looked very very good, and they look like they're hungry, and they look like they had the z- desire to keep the success from last year going, and it makes me thrilled with what what we have in store for this upcoming season. Um, I know Chrissy Wilder would get behind the boys, and and they're, they're training their butts off, and they will. Uh, be ready to go when it when it starts wo- with Wolves next next Monday Monday we have a Monday night football game to start the Prem season. Um, the transfers there hasn't been many of them. Um, we did bring in a goalkeeper Aaron Ramsdale to replace our one and only Dean Henderson that went back to Manchester United after his loan spell ended. Um, Ramsdale is a, a young goalkeeper. He is a good goalkeeper. He got a call up for the under 23s, England under 23s, for their international play this weekend. Um, yes, I know some people saw him in goal at, at Bournemouth last year and said, How can you say he's going to be a good goalkeeper when he conceded all kinds of goals and Bournemouth went down? And I said, you have to look at the back line of Bournemouth. They conceded a lot of goals because their back line wasn't, was a makeshift back line. They always had people injured, coming in and out of the starting lineup. And a goalkeeper can only save so many shots when his defenders are getting beat here and there, here and there, here and there. Every chance, everybody's putting a ball in, and they're just, the, the defenders are being just getting beat off the ball and in the box and they're giving away penalties and Aaron Ramsdale would be a great goalkeeper for Sheffield United. He's going to be one that is going to come after Dean Henderson and he's got those shoes to fill of Dino's because he was so good between the sticks. But Aaron Ramsdale is going to be the future and I don't think he's going anywhere in goal for a long time to come in Sheffield. And with the backing of Chris Wilder, I don't think he will let him lose that first 
first spot, starting spot in the lineup. He'll be the first one of the first names on the team sheet. So the future looks bright in, in goal. Um, we have signed two players from Darby, um, Max Lowe and Jaden Bogle. We get those for 15 million pounds together, which is an all-around good price for for two championship players. It's just more Chris Wilder doing business. He sat in the stands when we played Darby, wasn't on the touchline, and just scouted Darby's players. And I saw on Twitter that people were saying, where's Chris Wilder? How come he's not down on the touchline? Well, he was in the press box scouting scouting more players for this team to continue our run and ascendancy up the leagues with not household names, players that people have never heard of. And it, it, it makes me laugh when you have the supporters of the big teams, Manchester City, Man United, Arsenal, Spurs, Chelsea, Liverpool, and you tell them about these players that, no one has ever heard of. And they're like, who is this person? And who is this person? And who is this person? Who is this person? And it's like they play in the championship. They're English. Yes, we don't have that international flair like all these teams do. But we have homegrown English talent that just help us succeed. They want the best for the club. And they want to play for the badge. And they want to... They want to do good for a smaller side, an underdog side. I love the underdog story. We just keep succeeding when it comes to finding young, homegrown talent. And I think the future is bright. Now, you got to remember, the, the transfer window doesn't end this this coming Saturday when, when league play begins. It goes to the first week in October. So, we, Sheffield United will be late bloomers in the transfer window, and we'll sign some players and let some players go as the season begins. We'll give that month feeling out process, and then we'll we'll make the necessary changes. And 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 if there's players that we see that are performing that fit our needs, I wouldn't doubt it that Chris Wilder is going to go out there and get them. And he is going to go if he wants somebody, he's going to go and get it. But he's not going to pay crazy amounts of money. Like Matty Cash just went to Aston Villa. We won for $14 million. Nottingham Forest had an a outrageous transfer fee for him. And, and Sheffield United said, hey, we're good. We'll move on. We don't need him. We'll, we'll find talent everywhere else in England. And one one young talent that I hope we can get in on loan is Rian Brewster from Liverpool. That striker, if we play him up front, in the, he needs to get pr- – Premier League experience. He's never played in the Prem. Scored a boatload of goals at Swansea last year in the championship on loan. And I think he would fit into our side good. If we can work the ball through the midfield and put the long balls in, we should be able to score goals on the foot of him because he can finish in front of goal. He's a poacher. He he also can make runs in from anywhere, get on the end of long balls, and, and, and score it past the keeper. And I – that is one player that I am looking forward to us trying to at least make an effort at signing, making it, putting a bid in to sign him on loan for for a whole season. So at least he can get he can get some Premier League experience, and and I wouldn't be I wouldn't be against that. But only the powers that be at Sheffield United will uh, make that decision. But I I think 
we are going to have a, a good transfer window. It's, it's been real quiet, but don't worry. We, we have a lot of people scouting a lot of talent. And if we can start cracking into the international market, we can sign some players from different European clubs that want to come over here and be a part of the process that Chris Wilder is putting together here. We could be around and we could be a force to reckon with for years to come in this league. And I don't think this is something where we are going to be a one-hit wonder. We had we balled out, finished ninth last year, and we're going to drop off and finish 20th and get relegated this year. No, this is something that I, I think we're, we're building for the future. We've re-signed a bunch of our players, especially the back line, to long contracts. We've got Billy Sharp locked down. Yes, he's an aging striker, but we have him locked down. We've got a back line locked down for to at least 2024, so we're we're okay. The future is in good hands here at Sheffield United, and, and, and it really excites me, and I can't wait to see what what comes of it. All right, let's move along and get to previewing what is on the upcoming schedule for the Blades. We start in the Carabao Cup Tuesday night against Burnley. Um, that is going to be a chop-and-change side, I believe. I don't think... We're going to have too many of the starters in for that game. But it wouldn't. It also wouldn't surprise me if we did. But that, that game against Burnley is a game that we can kind of throw to the side. We don't have to really worry about it unless we we're concerned about making a cup run. And I wouldn't be against that making a cup run in the FA Cup. But I also wouldn't be against taking a loss in this, this uh, second round tie and getting knocked out and that's less fixture congestion we have coming down the road to where we can we can rest players and we're not playing every third day or we don't have games stacked right on top of each other in the middle of December when it's our festive holiday period. I think this this is a, a will be a good barometer. We're going up against Premier League opposition to finally figure out where we are to start the season but I also think we're going to see a lot of the youngsters in that match as well just basically giving rest to to our starting 11 players that are going to have to start putting in a shift and then we uh, shift the focus to next Monday night um, against Wolves this is going to be a tough game there's no doubt about it. Wolves are wolves are a tough side. They're, they are a mirror image of us a few years further down the road. But this is like playing a carbon copy of ourselves. They've got a few more big names. Raul Jimenez is is probably the biggest one that I can I can put a a, a Mark next to his name and say we're going to have to defend him and and I think that leads into the key matchup. My key matchup for this weekend is our back line against Raul Jimenez. Can we defend him? Can we keep him off the score sheet? Can we bog down Wolves' midfield so it prevents them from getting long balls into Jimenez or getting them dink and dunk balls inside the box where he can go in and score? That's basically what this match is going to boil down to. If we keep him bottled up 
and Jacko and, and Bash and Eags and Edna Stevens have him in his back pocket and they can't do anything with him, then it's going to be a really good, successful game for us. And it could lead to other opportunities on the other end to where if we're frustrating him and let's face it, they might not have a Dama Triori for the game because he come down with coronavirus. So he, he could be on the sidelines. So that that's one less on their attacking threat. And we can go after him. If we can bottle Jimenez up and get the ball into our midfielders, we're probably not going to have Sanderberger because he's hurt. He just came back from Norway on in, with an injury he picked up on Friday, a knee injury. So only time will tell if he's going to be available for Saturday, <clears throat> or not Saturday, Monday. Um, but if we get King Lunny in the, in the midfield and, and we got McGoldrick and McBurney and Mousset up there, one of those guys is going to get on to the end of the goal. And I can see this result going one of two ways. Either it's going to be a 1-1 draw or a 1-0 win for the Blades. I don't think there's any way Wolves are going to get out and run and score a bunch of goals and blow us right out of the water. No, I think this is going to be a tightly contested game, and I think we have to look forward to our backline playing good against big, big-name strikers and, and shutting them down and locking Jimenez down. And it's it, it I think it's going to be a good match for the Blades coming up next Monday night. And we'll, we'll get off the mark. I, I'm leaning more towards a 1-0 win. To be honest with you, but I could also see the one-one draw in there, and both sides having a feeling out process, and and you know it starts slow, and then it starts to pick up around halftime, and then coming out, both teams are lively in the second half, becoming a lively game, and and us getting a goal, seventy-five minutes, McGoldrick gets off the mark. That yeah, that's what I'm going with. I'm going with a McGoldrick goal to win it for us, and in. In the second half, 65, 70 minutes. Yeah, that's where I got us tabbed at. But yeah, that's uh, that's the preview on Wolves. You know, they they are a good side. They finished in Europa League spots. They're going on European tour again. You know, that's kind of where we want to be here in the next next few years, and and hopefully that that is tabbed for us to. To have more success and, and climb the ranks of the table and maybe sneak into sixth or seventh this year if if all goes well and we play out of our minds. But you've got to commend what their manager has done at Wolves, bringing them from the doldrums of League One, just like us, all the way up, hundred points in the championship, and then coming into the the Prem and and just shocking the world basically is what they have done over the past three seasons now and it's like yeah Wolves is here here to stay they're not going anywhere so I I would expect a very competitive game on Monday night but I'm gonna lean towards a Blades win because you know that's what I do we'll probably go 38-0 with all these match previews and predictions over uh the course of this podcast because I I don't believe we should ever lose a game but hey that's life you know you have that finally I'm going to wrap it up with my thoughts on this year's upcoming season where we're 
gonna finish and my heart feeling where we're gonna finish and then where my head thinks we're gonna finish um i think we're if, if all goes right if, and, and i'm going with my heart i think we can finish as high as eighth this year now that is saying that we are going to probably pick up some wins at like the big teams like chelsea spurs who we should have beat twice last year arsenal we can pick up points on them but then me being realistic we are going i'd have to say we're going to finish probably 12th because these big sides have have strengthened and let's be honest we haven't strengthened much in this transfer window yes we got the goalkeeper in ramsdale but we just haven't strengthened enough to compete week in and week out and we're definitely going to have some results go against us that didn't go that win in our favor last year so if all goes well eighth but i really realistically i think we're going to finish in, in the, the 12th position is where i can can see us finishing and I know I'm probably going to look like an idiot and they're going to make me look like a fool and we'll probably finish third and we'll make Champions League and then we'll go turn around Europe and we'll win the Champions League next year and then we'll win the league the following year after that. But I, I just think we're going to be we're going to sit comfortable. We won't have to stress about the end of the season or anything like that, but I, I just think that we are going to, you know, just have, like I said, have some results go our, go against us. And, and that'll knock us off a few points. But we'll be securely in in the league next for next year. And uh, that leads me to who I think is going to be the player of the year for the Blades. I am going to go out on a limb. Not really out on a limb. But I'm going to go out and say Sander Berger is going to be our player of the year. I think he is going to be the one that is going to come in when he gets healthy and just going to boss the midfield for us, create a lot of goals, create a lot of assists, do a lot of good things for this club that we have needed in the midfield. If you put him and Lundstrom in the midfield together, we should be able to boss it like crazy especially against these these sides that are in and around us in the league, these Crystal Palaces, Brightons, teams like this. I think I think Sanderberger is going to show everybody what it is that that uh Sheffield United paid for him when we when we brought him in last January and I think he is going to end up being our player of the year. But yeah, thanks guys for listening. This is episode 1 of which I hope is going to be a long, long time in the podcasting world. Uh, I just want to say thanks for everyone who listened, if anybody does listen to this. But I appreciate all the support, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week after the Wolves match. Peace.